Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of Premier League Across the Podcast. Hope you're all having a great Friday. Um, as always, I'm your host, Fu, and I'm joined by Joey and Josh. Um, we'll get straight into it, boys. Uh, first game of the weekend on Saturday was City v Chelsea. Obviously finished 1-0 City. Um, Joey, do you want to talk us through that one? We know you had a rise firmly on that game. Yeah, it was obviously a game that I and I think everybody else was looking forward to a clash of uh, two of the main title contenders this year. Um, and just from the get, how City set up was just much more attacking, much more positive with a high press uh, throughout with all their midfielders and attackers. And, and that's one of the, I guess, benefits of Pep's system is that it seems like that front sick anybody can play anywhere and they can press in any position and that really just gave Chelsea problems I mean it seemed like Lukaku touched the ball maybe two or three times in the first half they had no outlet they kind of they really missed Mount Chelsea did because um, they just had nobody that could kind of transition that play from defense to offense so um, you know City got the goal and to be honest it was kind of lucky Chelsea did defend pretty well for most of the game but um, I think City were well deserving of that goal and um, the three points. So clearly that uh, formation did not really work out for Tuchel and, and Pep finally got the, the best of Tuchel since the first time that uh, they both been in the Premier League. So, you know, it, the match probably didn't live up to, uh, I guess, the, the hype that it was given, but um, mm, it, it, it definitely sets a good stage for the next time because there's a lot of tactical, I guess, you know, mind games being played between these two teams. We can just see in, in how they you know, switched around their formations in the last three or four times they've played each other. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, with, with the game, like, looking at Chelsea's lineup, and Josh will probably agree, mate, I think as soon as they announced their lineup, you knew it would probably be a boring game. They've pretty much got eight defenders on the pitch and then just the yeah. captain and Werner in it, so. Yeah, you know, I, it's like uh, credit to City. I mean, obviously, they're good on the attack and they started to, uh, really uh, be themselves this season. But I think it's a bit of like Chelsea's emphasis on uh, uh, the defense. Like that's, uh, uh, especially against City and in big games, it's just like the defense is what they're <clears throat> really focusing on trying to prevent goals. And so that inherently doesn't make it a high scoring affair. But I do think that has been slightly proven to be the blueprint to beat City is that you play defensive and try to nick goals on a bit of a counter. And um just low block basically um so i think that's kind of why you see that um i don't know how many big games recently with city you've seen you know four threes or whatever since yeah, uh teams really go at them uh, yeah it's a, <clears throat> it's a bit more defensive against them yeah, the, yeah the it'll, team... it'll be in... go, on, go ahead i was just gonna say it'll be interesting to see how liverpool you know set up against against yeah, city this week but... i mean because obviously we know liverpool have been on incredible attacking form and you know i i think i heard a set they scored three or more goals in the last six matches in all competitions so obviously they put five past porto or benfica whoever it was sorry it's a bit shocking i don't know but four, um, yeah yeah go go on with what you um, were saying yeah I, I was literally just gonna say um with josh's point like the only team that do really attack against city and the games that do normally have more goals when it's City versus someone big is Liverpool. They're, they're always very open. Yeah. We're both very attacking teams. Um, and like I was saying, yeah, that, that's on this Sunday. So looking forward to that. Still trying to grab my ticket. Hopefully we'll get it. Um, but if not, I'll be shooting at the game. So on. look out for me. Yeah, it's um, a fraud. 
trying to give you a ticket. Yeah, yeah, mate. Yeah, People that, on Twitter dodgy. Liverpool, yeah, that's <laughs> Liverpool honestly have a great style of play, but I do think that does really stem from having the absolute wagon of Van Dyke at the back, and that you know you know you don't need to sit in with all of your uh, midfielders um, right in front of them just because uh, of how good they are defensively. Um, and also they control possession really well. So then why would you need to sit low block like uh, Chelsea or like Spurs do sometimes? Yeah, I, th- I think whilst we're, whilst we're on the topic of Liverpool then, um, and you know how, how good Van Dijk is and whatnot, I think we should mention obviously their game, 3-3. Um, we again, we were great attacking, but um, I don't know if you boys watched that. Our defense just did not look at it or Van Dyke, other than stopping Ivan Tony, didn't really do anything. Um, Trent was always just left on his own, and you know, he was kind of scapegoated for that. And everyone was like, Oh, Trent getting bullied, but mate, when you've got three players diving on top of you, like, <laughs> what, what more can you do? Um, obviously, from I suppose your boys' point of view, it was a very entertaining game. Even I enjoyed it, but for me personally, I don't want to see us conceding three to Brentford. Um, not not what you want at all. No, and and I agree with what you're saying. Van Dyke was um, he didn't he didn't really like lose out on any aerial battles or any duels, I guess, with Tony. But it just seemed like he wasn't 100 fit in that match, or he was a little bit tired. And I don't know what the explanation would have been. Like sometimes it just didn't seem like he was sprinting back or. I don't know, just going into tackles with full uh, confidence and force like he used to. But in regards to Trent, I mean, Brentford did do a good job in sort of overloading him at the back post. And and like you said, he got scapegoated for it, but there was nothing he could really do about it because he's got two or three runners and he can't mark them. And, you know, especially when one of them is just absolutely <laughs> barreling into him, you know, and he's, mm-hmm. he, falls, he gets hit on the floor. So Brentford did a good job, I guess, it, I guess exposing the weakness in Liverpool's events. I don't really, I don't rate Trent especially high, highly as a defender, but again, I don't think that was like his fault. It was just good tactical play and kind of just a weakness that maybe, I don't, maybe they need to drop Henderson. I don't know who plays on the right of midfield, but I guess it's something to keep our eye on moving forward. Yeah. Josh, yeah what, what do you I think, think- so? Yeah, I just think Brentford are set up a bit to go after games, you know, with uh, they'll just kind of push up high with their against the bigger teams. And yeah, and they will create some chances and they did enough. And like not all the goals are pretty, but they scored them. Um, But clearly their defense, like, I mean, especially like an attack like Liverpool's was going to give up chances. But fair play to them. They use the home crowd to their advantage and. God, I mean, that was an absolute brilliant match. That's like, you know, it's like always the advert of the Premier League, whatever. But it, really, it truly was. And I, I do think of Liverpool, you know, that's going to happen. You know, it's not every game is going to be clean this year. The, you know, every team is, uh, um, besides Norwich, will be able to hold with everyone. So, Yeah, definitely, mate. And I, I mean, like, I was happy that we kept Tony quiet and, you know, the Van Dyke thing at the very end. When Tony was through, I was like, oh, no way. Um, but then Van Dyke showed why he has been regarded as you know, one of the best offenders. But but what you mentioned about Henderson, Joey, he just, like, normally he's an engine, you know, he'll get back, he'll get forward. That game, again, yeah. he just he just looked knackered. He wasn't helping out the tired. defense. And yeah. like, like you said, with Brentford overloading, every time they were in our half, it would be like eight or nine of them just up the field, which is very brave for them considering, you know, when we've got, like, Mane, Salah, that can just burst up. 
And I was happy yeah. for them to get a goal. And obviously, Curtis Jones filling in the youngsters' shoes. Oh, he was brilliant. He was brilliant. I think he's been brilliant the last couple of matches. Sorry, I just wanted to say this anyways on Curtis Jones as well. I, I think he's been playing. And, you know, obviously, it was a slight deflection on the goal he scored. But the hit was incredible. Like, yeah. it's just mentality. The way he carries the ball and progresses it throughout the pitch is, I mean, I know Harvey Elliott was good in the couple of games he played. But Curtis Jones, I think, is playing really well right now. No, so, I just is, wanted man, to add yeah. that. But, he, he was a yeah. mentality monster. Yeah. No, he was a, he was he was great, <laughs> mate. He was great against Porto as well. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think we'll leave it there. Obviously, really interesting match: Liverpool versus City um, this Sunday. I think yeah, it is Sunday. Yeah, Sunday. Um, so we'll see how that is. But we'll go back to Manchester then. Um, we spoke about City. We'll have a little mention of United uh, losing to Villa at Old Trafford as well, boys. Who would have thought that? Who would have thought that? That was a that was a very big surprise. I think United just felt like they were playing well pretty much the entire season, besides the uh, Champions League loss. But that was kind of due to the Wambasaka red card. But you know they are at home with the you know the hype of Ronaldo and like they just they had four shots on target. I'm looking there right now, 28 shots. That's that's never going to get it done ever. Um, but. Villa, you know, they sat in the middle and they uh, really didn't allow many chances. And, like, even when United had possession, they quickly kind of broke it up. And all you need is one chance at the end. And it was a great header. He was past the post. Um, Quality get, header. Get it even yeah. on target. I mean, that was really, I mean, and they snatched it like that. Um, and then, obviously, late in the game, I mean, Bruno, I, that's just Amazing. It's almost Amazing. When you have a, a player like Ronaldo right behind you, um, but yeah, the the pressure got to Bruno, which is something that has never ever happened on penalties. I I was telling Joey instantly, like, why is he not doing like the hop, skip, and jump thing? Yeah, that he Josh. Does? Yeah, Josh. Martinez, mate. Happened. Martinez yeah. in his head. You see him. Proper you see the video where he's pointing yeah. at Ronaldo, like, <laughs> yeah. "One, you take yeah. it, mate." Yeah. <laughs> oh, but you know you got you got a feel for Bruno, haven't you? That that Instagram post, he's been through a lot. Bless him, it's it's so upsetting. He'll he'll come back from a such a major thing. <laughs> fucking what an absolute force that was! <laughs> like, when I saw that, I was like, you'd think he's fucking punched a fan or something. All he did was miss a pen. Yeah, I mean he can go speak yeah, to Mark Noble weird. about it. So. Mate, we did to be to be fair to add the United's woes. Obviously, after the we won't go back and and uh, describe the whole West Ham United League fixture in in London. But you know, in United we got them, or in Manchester we got them back uh, the following Monday. So, or maybe it was, no, following Wednesday. So, felt felt good about that, and good to see good to see West Ham respond. So. Yeah, it could have been a bad run of results as well if obviously Ronaldo didn't come up clutch last night with the major win. But yeah, mate, mate. Bruno missing and them losing at home just shows that, you know, United aren't the team that everybody thinks they are now just because they've got Ronaldo. Yeah, Um, you figure Ronaldo... Ronaldo's going to be on pens from here on out and I I can't imagine he'll be missing many more of them. But Mm. um, I think he's on pens, but also something about me has this like, like Bruno just does look like he's lacking confidence right now. So, and in a way, I wouldn't be surprised if like Ronaldo tells him to take like the next one just so like he score. I don't know, just so he scores it, or maybe maybe I'm wrong. You think Ronaldo wants to not be? I in think. Spotlight? I, don't I think know about Re- that. no. I think Ronaldo is a long term penalty taker, but I don't know why. I just feel like 
I'd like just just kind of the same dynamic with the Portuguese national team. Bruno just he's just not as effective, right? Like with like when he has that. I mean, with Cavani, I, clearly Bruno is still very good, but some it's something about Ronaldo. It's just, I don't know. He's just I don't know. I just when he's up the middle, it seems like Bruno just. It doesn't make those same run, darting runs, you know, but yeah. it doesn't all go through him. But Maybe Ronaldo says stuff to him in Portuguese that we don't understand, so Bruno's <laughs> shaking in his boots. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but, I, yeah, I mean, I personally, I think Bruno probably will be on the next pen um, because Oli said that in the interview after that he'll be taking the next one, uh, I'm pretty sure. And I, Did he say I think that? As, yeah. Yeah, and I think as well with the confidence thing as well. Of. Like, look at how many pens he has scored for them. He's Bruno Fernandes. Do you know what I mean? So if he if he doesn't he take plays the next for one, Penchester United. Yeah, yeah. Pen- um, if he doesn't take the next one, then I feel like his confidence will be really knocked. Um, but yeah, be be interested to see how Man United. All do I gotta say, I agree. This weekend, it's, so. it's fair to say that, but you can't can't be missing a 95th minute penalty to to get a point. No. and he didn't he didn't even put it on target either. That was, that was Mm. Yeah, but I do. Yeah, sure. Give them especially the when they didn't even deserve it. They didn't deserve anything, like Josh was saying. Like, it, and you know, it, it's it's like the same as the noble one. Like they both would have snatched like a point when they probably really didn't deserve it that much. You know, so it's and noble's pen wasn't great, but at least it was on target. You know, Bruno's just absolutely skied it. Like it's. I mean, yeah. I think we've all seen like the. You know all the memes now about it going all the way around, like all around the world and back. So I don't yeah, know, but I, th- I think we've I think we've covered United enough and their woes. But they're a yo-yo. I mean, not yo-yo team, but you know they're going to be up and down. They're kind of Jekyll and Hyde. Some games they'll score four or five, but but other games, you know, they'll they'll drop a you know a four out of ten performance against a average villa side yeah so that's we'll have to problem. see how their consistency yeah, it's consistency for them especially in defense i think that they they've struggled and that's I, I think i've said for a while just like a team that's conceding goals as much as they do especially first in the games it's not one that it's not a product or that is going to really help them but they're still definitely going to look really good at some point so yeah, well, we'll we'll move on to um, another team that have struggled recently on a bad run of form. Um, Josh, that's your team, mate. And obviously, we'll we'll let you give your thoughts. Who in a are sec, you? Who are you? Who are you? I, I, I don't know. Obviously, I, I tried to send it you, but you boys can't see it. I think because of like uh, Twitter rules in different countries. But Jamie Carragher summed it up perfectly. Like whenever your defense were on the ball, your midfielders were like up in attack, mate. It was like you were playing a 4-0-6 or something. Like, you, your players would pick up the ball and none of your midfielders would, like, come short or anything like that. So it was just long balls over and then you'd lose the ball and be exposed on the counter. And, I don't know, Deli Ali, mate, was playing as a striker most of the game and then your other midfielders just weren't helping out at all. Um, and, mate, it was every time, every time I saw your team on the ball, they, they'd have it with a centre-back or something and they'd just have nowhere to go so they'd just hoof it up and hope for the best. And then Ben White, who, you know, obviously there was a talk, 50 million, that's a lot of money, but he absolutely pocketed Harry Kane. And um, I don't know what your thoughts are on Harry Kane's <laughs> performances at the minute. But... Mate, he's in his back pocket. Yeah, you know, I, I, I do have to say uh, I could probably pocket Harry Kane at the moment. But <laughs> no disrespect. But no, the Spurs match was, I mean, that was one of the worst and most disappointing matches I've seen from Spurs. <laughs> 
in the 10 years I've followed Spurs, uh, more, I guess now, whatever. But they, uh, I mean, they were, that first half was completely dreadful. Um, and it's literally just, you know, a summation of everything that's gone on since the Champions League final, pretty much. Uh, it's a team that's had a few okay moments. I mean, we were first in December last year, but it was probably just a few lucky games. But the first style, in December trophy, the style of play, the players, and the the managers, owners, everything is just—it's been a failure, and there's no reason to say it's not been because um, for the ability we've shown and quality we've shown that people know we have and we know we have you can't be uh, like we are right now um but yeah i mean we the like you said the formation and style in the first half i mean never ever ever again please i mean that was it was so obvious that arsenal were every single chance we're probably gonna um have a shot on goal and the defense is not confident and the midfield isn't um possessing the ball and carrying the ball at, like they need to um so yeah, it was pretty pretty uh, underwhelming. I will say I was uh, it was uh, Spurs are down bad at the moment. There's no question. Three matches in a row, conceding three, losing three. I mean, that's just it's not the standards that we should be at. Um, but I do have to say a bit fair play to Arsenal. They did look like a decent side. I will be a bit hesitant because Spurs made Palace look really good, and they've made. I mean, you know, like it's not like Spurs are playing great right now. But they did look good and took their chances and energy and like a fair play to them. And obviously, like Smith Rowe, Saka are are very good players. And they were never going to be losing matches like they were at the beginning of the season the entire year once they got all the their main squad in. Yeah. Mm. But they, you know, they did play well. But I do have to say in the second half, we were a better side. They did sit a little bit back and knew they just needed to get the result. But yeah, we showed a little bit of ability, which was nice. Um, and Sun is just like our best player right now. I think no question. I don't know what you guys think, but well, I, I think what what changed it for you a little bit as well in the second half was um, when you brought on like Gil. He just was, you know, he was like a little pit bull, mate. I, every time I saw him, it was just this little long hair crunching the ball. Yeah, that that's what yeah. it was, mate. Like none of none of the players on the pitch in the first half looked like they even wanted to play. When you compare that to like how you said Arsenal played Saka and Smith Rowe and whatnot, you know they they were brilliant and Arsenal Ben White as well. Shout out to him; he was he was great that game. Um, but yeah, as soon as Brian Gill came on, it just looked like you know you the intensity changed a bit from Tottenham and he was you know kind of doing the work that the others weren't, which then spurred them on a bit more. And then you know obviously Absolutely. some goal, but yeah, I, I mean I was saying. I, I was surprised Gil didn't start. He was really, he's been pretty impressive every match, um, especially like the Carabao Cup. He was great for us. And um, I, I was surprised he didn't start. It was just because Lucas was healthy. But uh, there's no, at this point, like, why are you not starting a player like that who's actually going to give you his all and like has ability? Like we lack so much midfield like, creativity and he, he brings that. It is on the wall. I like the flank. I don't know if he's quite going to be able to do it down the middle, which is what he desperately needs. But on the flank, he is really good and creative, which is great. Um, the one thing, so that was definitely one of my takeaways, like Gil, obviously. But another takeaway was just like Kane. And like, it's unfortunate. It pains me to say. But like Kane is harming the team, how he's playing right now. Like when he's not producing, when he's giving the ball away, when it's lackadaisical, it's, harm, it's harming us. Like there's no question about it. The problem is, is 
he's the first name on the team sheet. He's not, he can't be dropped. He's Harry Kane. So that mm-hmm. has to be within himself. He's got to be, he's got to show his ability and impact on games. It's not, that it's not even his can't. ability. It's, it's his, it's his mentality. I mean, it's, yeah, I know like, we've been joking around saying that, but it's genuinely like, it, like he has to like, honestly, like the way he's played the last couple of weeks. And I'm not saying this because like, whatever, like I don't like Spurs. It's just like, he just genuinely doesn't deserve to be like to be playing over some of these other players. Like if other players drop these performances, they wouldn't keep playing. And like at a certain point, he has to be held to that standard. And like he either just has to like say like like personally take accountability for it and say like look like I need to like start playing better or or I don't or like you know he's gonna just gonna be dropped by Nuno eventually if he keeps yeah. not playing well. The, I mean I can't pop. see it. Like he's too good of a player to yeah. do that, but. Well, the thing is, we don't have another striker. So that's where it gets into, like, well, you still have to play him. And also, I do yeah. think, like, he is a pretty hard worker generally and true professional, whatever that means. Yeah. So I do expect him to, like, pick it up. Yeah. And he's not going to just, like, not do anything this season. But you can just tell something is up still. A hundred percent. But, like, 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 think about North London Derby. Like, he owns North. Like, he's the all-time leading goal scorer in North London Derby. He's like, he, when does he not get up for one? Yeah. And, like, I mean, that's I one mean, of the... F- First I mean, he time. probably was up for it, but he just, like, his play didn't really That's look That's one of the like first that, times you know? I've ever seen him make a mistake that leads to a goal for yeah. the other team. I mean, that is one and of the first times like, ever. And it was wolf. Yeah. It was bad. And then he shot it. I mean, like, to be fair, he did back. track back, but, yeah. like. It doesn't it, matter. I mean, like, it's a mistake slid, leading to a goal. Yeah. Mm. Well, it was. You're right. So. It's but, just, and then he shot it from four yards out. Like, wolf. He's not. He's just not locked in like he usually is and making an impact on the game like we need him. And part of the but reason just... I'm like, I, I really say that is against City, we didn't have him. We looked like a great side. We were Mate, that front three, that well, organization, Laura, Birdwine, and Son. Lethal front Birdwine. three, mate. Do you know as well Birdwine. what Harry Kane lacks for me as well? is like pace. Do you know what I mean? If, if Son has got Birdwine he can't press. He can't, and Lucas he can't to really the left press. and right of him, mate, just slip them in. Do you know what I mean? Like all Harry Kane can offer really is insane finishing and he'll win your fouls do you know what I mean like he's he, he is he a great play playmaker as well through. but but yeah but I mean like right now as well from what he is offering nothing at least when Lucas Moore is on the pitch Son's on the pitch Bergwijn's on the pitch you know they, they're fucking running mate they're quick they're trying to get back they're trying to get forward he's just like when you look at like when you when you look at the game and watch him mate he's just in the same area the whole fucking game yeah. he's not going everywhere do you yeah. know what I mean Especially, especially we don't have that creative mid that's getting in the service. So if we're going to play the yeah, three up that's top, thing. when we're playing the three up top and it's just counterattack mania, whatever, it, I don't know. I think that I think Spurs, it will be interesting. I, I, they're clearly, after these last two seasons, there's no reason to keep doing what they're doing. I, I, think, I think they really need to, and obviously part of it is the players, part of it is the managers, like I was saying, but think they should change the formation and go back to like maybe two up top maybe just Kane up top and drop in with more midfielders he needs to be sold because under under poach we actually had like dominated midfields and and it wasn't just heave it up to Kane and son and pray which obviously they're world-class players so they do produce but it's not sustainable um and uh, i think they're gonna have to really think about uh under nuno a player who's a manager who's defensive that uh may have to have a different style of play. If I can add something to, to just quickly one on Kane and then sort of on Tottenham and, and Levy, Levy. 
uh, and Spurs as an organization. Um, just it Kane, the way he's playing right now, it sort of reminds me of like a Rooney, like after um, sort of like Van Gaal era, era, like where he's just dropping deep and like and trying to take up these positions, like so he can get the play going because they like he knows they lack that like creative midfield area and people who can progress the ball. But um, right now it's just not working and it seems like it's slowing everything down, like even like even more. And, and, and then when they actually do get the ball on the wing, like in, in a dangerous position, he's not really there, like in that like spot where he usually is just trying to like, you know, be that poacher and get a goal. But, and, and so that's my, I guess, like analysis of this came, but then, in terms of Spurs, I don't know. It's just weird to me that that Levy didn't sell because he was could have got probably 150, 125 million pounds for him. It would have been a chance to um, to just like kind of have another rebuild of the team because I don't know. Kane is in his prime years, so you're going to get like a lot of money for him and and just be able to sort of restructure the team around sun. And I don't know. I just, I, I genuinely think that's a thing that Spurs should look to do this summer because it just doesn't look like he wants to be there right now. Yeah. And I mean, unless they're going to make, unless they're going to somehow like have enough money to buy players who are going to get them back in the champions league. Like what is the long-term goal? You know what I mean? Like, cause how many like years, like how many years do you like, is that going to take to get them back into the champions league? And then is King going to be in his prime still, you know? So. I don't know. I don't want to talk yeah, about it's, uh, we're the ability, but I just, yeah, we're at the, I just we're feel at the like it doesn't make waste. sense right yeah, now. Like imagine wasting Kane and Son like this. I mean that. Yeah. So, but so, I, I have faith that we have, they they do have enough ability that I think that I. Yeah, of course, they need to figure something out we'll though, something really soon. Yeah. Yeah, we'll yeah. we'll yeah. see how they do uh, against Villa boys. Like we say, you know, it's still only early doors of the season, um, and it could be worse for them. A team that are in a worse situation who. Um, I find very surprising is Leicester at the minute. Um, I think they're currently sat on about seven points. Um, and they draw into Burnley at home as well. Burnley scoring two goals. I'll hold my hands up. I, I don't think I've ever seen Burnley score two goals in a game, to be fair. But, yeah, <laughs> Le- Leicester, mate, are sh- struggling at the minute. I don't I don't even know what's really going on there either. Vardy's been scoring for them. Um, are, are they missing any key players that I'm... Missing um, or something? They're not missing key players, obviously, other than defenders. And I think that they wanted to play three at the back going into the year. And obviously, the injury to Fafana really hurt that system because um, I, I heard somebody say this other day. Like, uh, and also, I think they're still missing Johnny Evans, who's he's the kind of the one who reads the game and sits back, whereas Vestigard and Soyuncu are the ones using their athleticism to go, you know, make interceptions, make like challenges and tackles on the front foot and just without Evans apparently that relationship just hasn't been nearly as good in terms of their center halves and then quickly also I don't I think they need to start playing Iheanacho more because I mean look even tonight they lost in the Europa League and they didn't score Iheanacho obviously couldn't play apparently there was like passport or documentation issues so I think he really just I don't know why but he makes that attack like just tick for some reason so um, I, I think he's a, a player that Rogers should really think about like putting back in the side, especially considering his form at the end of last year. So, and there are reasons, you know, why they aren't doing well. Um, but I, I, I expect them to get it right, get it going at some point in the season. So, 
I don't know what you guys think or what, if you guys watch them at all. I know Josh has because in fantasy he has Barnes. So they have, they have too much ability to not be good, um, at least you know above mid table. Um, but I do think they'll look at Europa League as a as a way to have success this season. But I do think they'll start to produce a lot better in the Premier League. I don't think it's like a real cause or concern. They've been um, their offense will be you know they'll they'll win the matches. So yeah, conceded ten. So far, though, um, and only scored the seven. So, yeah, something has changed. I'd, I'd seen that Evans was on the bench, so maybe he'll be put back in the yeah, side for the next game. Yeah, they to go right now, but... But, yeah, I, d- I don't know, mate. I just I just find it weird. Leicester are normally a really good side, and normally with Leicester as well, they start so strong. Like, how often are Leicester yeah, normally at the top, do. and then they start to flop off? But it looks like, at the minute, it could be going the opposite way for them. Um and then we'll we'll quickly mention as well a team that are having nowhere near the same season last season as well. Second season syndrome could be hitting them. Leeds United um, losing at Ellen Road to West Ham, Joey, your team. Mate, it was, uh, you know, obviously Leeds are missing a couple of key players in terms of obviously their, uh, their defenders. I think Ailing, Cock, Lorente. Uh, Maybe I'm missing somebody else. So, and obviously Bamford didn't play as well. They still have a, a lot of decent players. And actually, I think the two youngsters that filled in, Shackleton played right back, was decent. And the Cresswell lad, I think he's only maybe 17, 18. He actually played Antonio pretty tough, you know, for 90 minutes. And obviously Antonio nicked the one at the end. So I think I don't think Leeds have a bunch of um, cause for concern. I think... You know, they need more defensive stability and structure. Maybe when they're healthy, that's when they'll get that. But um, clearly, like, you know, their first – there's a fairly different – like, decent drop-off from, like, their first 13 or 15 squad, like, players and then everybody after that. So, if they continue mm-hmm. to be hurt, like, that could really be something that could make them, like, a really a, – a real relegation contender. Uh, but I think attacking-wise, they're probably fine. I mean, Rafinha has looked really good. His minutes have been managed the last two matches. He's only played, like, 60 or 65 minutes. So, And you can tell there's a considerable drop-off in terms of, like, attacking intent when he goes off the pitch. And I think just general confidence with the rest of the team because they know how good he is, um, for them at least. So, And then just, I guess, to, to touch on West Ham, it was – we really didn't play that well, but I think that's a sign of a good team. Is that a team you know who can nick points when they're on the top of their best, game? And, yeah, yeah, and and, and Melier honestly made some world class saves in the and I'm like not kidding, like world class saves in the first half to deny Ben Rama of a goal and also Antonio. So I mean, he's a great shot stopper and is perfect for a lead system. So yeah, um, he's such a good goalie, mate. He's only like yeah. 19 or 20 or something like that, which is. Mad, very, very good career ahead of him. Um, yeah, I'll quickly give a shout out as well. Someone that was nice to see on the score sheet again, Raul Jimenez. Obviously, we yeah. all know what happened with his injury, mate. You could hear the knock of it on the screen. It honestly made me feel sick. But yeah, he he's back scoring. Wolves picking up the three points there against Southampton. Um, maybe that's exactly what he needed. I know last game before that he played, he ended up taking off his little headband thing to protect him, which you know I don't think is probably the best shout for him to do. But, yeah, n- nice team score. And hopefully now we'll start seeing, you know, Wolves start scoring goals again like we're used to. Yeah, I mean, that was obviously a great – the way he took that goal was incredible. Like, it was just – you know, he shrugged off two or three defenders. And it was just like – you can tell, like, 
that is what he's going to need to get his confidence back. And I think he almost could have scored again or played Chore and at the end of the match to make it 2-0. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Wolves start picking up, um, you know, some more points here. I think they have a kind fixture run uh, in the next five to seven game weeks. So we'll have to watch out for them. Yeah, definitely. And, um, yeah, we've got, we've got an exciting weekend coming up. Um, obviously, massive game Sunday, Liverpool City. Another one to look out for is United and Everton. Um, obviously, Everton are coming off a good win against Norwich. Um, but I think at the minute, Norwich are three points for everybody. Um, but yeah, uh, I've really enjoyed this episode, lads. Unfortunately, we're going to have to wrap it up as Zoom are scummy bastards and they make you pay to do longer than 40 minutes now, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, boys, thanks for joining me this week. And um, I'll see you again next week. Hopefully, good yeah. Friday weekend. Thanks for having us on. It was a, I look forward to a good weekend. A lot of uh, great matchups with bogey teams for certain big clubs. So it really, really should be a good weekend. Yep. Yeah. Nothing Cheers, else. Guys. Come on, you irons. <laughs> Peace out, boys.